0: Hello, and welcome to NICU Boot Camp. This is Dr. Kirsty Martin, second-year neonatology fellow at the University of Massachusetts in Worcester, Massachusetts. NICU Boot Camp is a high-yield curriculum for residents and medical students who will be rotating through the NICU at UMass. This series is meant to help you feel more comfortable and confident during your upcoming rotation. These podcasts have been adapted from the open-access lectures published with the paper Neonatal Intensive Care Unit Boot Camp. A Preparatory Curriculum for Residents by Dr. Jeffrey Surkoff and colleagues at Louisiana State University Health Sciences Center in New Orleans, Louisiana. The originally published curriculum can be found online at MedEd Portal, the Journal of Teaching and Learning Resources of the Association of American Medical Colleges. Our objectives for the second episode of NICU Bootcamp are to determine calculations for patients in the NICU, determine appropriate fluid management, learn the basics of total parenteral nutrition, and learn the basics of enteral feeds used in the NICU. First, let's talk about fluid goals. Our neonates have fluid goals calculated differently than other pediatric patients. Whereas you may determine a maintenance rate of IV fluids in a pediatric patient using the 4-2-1 rule, we determine the rate of IV fluids by looking at a total fluid goal in a 24-hour period based on weight in kilograms. The 4-2-1 rule would calculate out to a goal of 100 milliliters per kilogram per day, which is good for hydration purposes, but does not allow for good nutrition for growth and development. In order to calculate intake in the NICU, take the total daily fluid received in milliliters and divide that by the patient's weight in kilograms to give the milliliters per kilogram per day intake. Term infants on day of life zero require 60 to 80 milliliters per kilogram per day of fluids to maintain hydration and support metabolism. Preterm infants typically require 80 to 100 milliliters per kilogram per day on day of life zero due to increased insensible losses. Total fluid goal typically advances by 20 milliliters per kilogram per day with each subsequent day to a maximum of about 160 milliliters per kilogram per day. Please see your NICU survival guide and the full nutrition protocol for further details regarding the specific fluid goals for infants of varying gestational ages. It is important to remember that the total fluid intake should include all sources of fluid, nutrition, TPN or IV fluids, continuous drips, and transfusions. If the infant is less than 1000 grams, we also include all of the recorded medications and flushes in the total daily fluids. When calculating the total daily fluid intake, use the infant's birth weight if the patient has not yet regained birth weight. Otherwise, use the most recent documented weight to do your calculations. Let's walk through an example calculation. On day of life four, an infant born at 27 weeks with a birth weight of 900 grams currently weighs 850 grams. The intake for the last 24 hours was 161.56 milliliters. To obtain the intake in milliliters per kilogram per day, you will divide 161.56 milliliters by the birth weight, 0.9 kilograms. This gives you a daily intake of 180 milliliters per kilogram per day. Next, let's conquer some more calculations. In our unit, we place double-lumen umbilical venous catheters to give central total parenteral nutrition while enteral feeds are slowly increased. Initially, stock TPN is given through one lumen of the UVC and a heparinized carrier fluid is given through the second lumen to keep it patent. We can then use this lumen to draw the infant's labs instead of sticking the heel to obtain the labs. This is helpful in the first 48 hours of life as infants are more likely to have labs drawn more than once daily. On admission, you will look at the amount of IV fluid that the infant should receive per the nutrition protocol that can be found on your NICU survival guide. Let's consider the infant from the previous example. The infant is born at 27 weeks gestation and 900 grams. You would like to write for 80 milliliters per kilogram per day of IV fluids per the nutrition protocol. The heparinized carrier fluid runs at 0.5 milliliters per hour in all infants. In order to figure out how much TPN you can order, such that the volume of TPN and carrier fluid combined equal 80 milliliters per kilogram per day, you will first need to find out the amount of fluid the carrier fluid represents for that infant in milliliters per kilogram per day. In a 24-hour period, this infant will receive 0.5 milliliters per hour multiplied by 24 hours which is 12 milliliters per day. If you divide this amount by the infant's weight, you will find the volume of fluid in milliliters per kilogram per day. The answer for this infant is 13.3 milliliters per kilogram per day. Next, to find out how much TPN you need to order, you will subtract 13.3 milliliters per kilogram per day from 80 milliliters per kilogram per day, which is 66.7 milliliters per kilogram per day you will then need to calculate the hourly rate of TPN. To do this, you will multiply the desired amount of TPN in milliliters per kilogram per day by the infant's weight in kilograms. This will give you the milliliters per day of intake. To get the hourly rate, divide this amount by 24 hours. For this infant, we would multiply 66.7 milliliters per kilogram per day times 0.9 kilograms divided by 24 hours. The answer is 2.5 milliliters per hour. These calculations seem complicated at first, but after some real life practice, you will be an expert in no time. Next, let's talk about how to calculate feeds. We follow our nutrition protocol and advance feeds slowly for infants who are born at earlier gestational ages. For the infant in our example, we would start feeds at 10 milliliters per kilogram per day. In order to figure out how much we should feed the infant every three hours, you will multiply 10 milliliters per kilogram per day by the infant's weight, then divide by eight. This is because if feeds are given every three hours, there will be eight feeds in a day. The answer for this infant is 1.1 milliliter per feed. For feeds, generally we round to the closest whole or half number. The infant will then advance feeds by 10 milliliters per kilogram twice per day Luckily, you already did the math for this. In your feeding order, you will say to start feeds at one milliliter every three hours and advance feeds by one milliliter every 12 hours. Typically, you will also give a maximum feed amount. The maximum feed volume for most infants is 160 milliliters per kilogram per day. To calculate this, you will multiply 160 milliliters per kilogram per day by the infant's weight, then divide by eight feeds per day. For this infant, the maximum feeds are 18 milliliters per feed. Next, we will calculate the output in a day. For urine output, take the total urine measured in a day, divide by the weight in kilograms, and then divide by 24 hours to get the urine output in milliliters per kilogram per hour. This number should be rounded to the nearest tenth. Some patients will have an ostomy and the output is calculated in the same manner. The goal for ostomy output is generally less than 40 milliliters per kilogram per day. For most patients, you do not need to report the total output on rounds unless we ask. Patients in which we would follow these numbers include infants with renal insufficiency and heart failure. You should document these values in your note. Next, we will briefly review total parenteral nutrition, or TPN. We order TPN for premature infants for whom we will need to advance enteral feeds slowly, for full-term infants whose severity of illness does not allow them to receive enteral feeds, or for infants with an intestinal problem that requires them to be NPO. TPN contains protein, glucose, electrolytes, vitamins, and minerals. Fats, in the form of intralipids, are ordered concurrently with the TPN. When ordering TPN, you will be asked how much protein you would like to give in grams per kilogram per day. In general, we start at three grams per kilogram per day and advance to four grams per kilogram per day in preterm infants. You should decrease the amount of protein in the TPN to two grams per kilogram per day once enteral feeds are fortified to 24 kilocalories per ounce. You will learn more about this in the next section. You will be asked to provide a glucose infusion rate, or GIR. In general, we start at a GIR of four to six milligrams per kilogram per minute. We generally advance by two milligrams per kilogram per minute per day, if the infant tolerates this based on the infant's blood glucose measurements. The GOLD GIR for growth is 10 to 12 milligrams per kilogram per minute. GIR should be increased if the blood glucose is less than 120 and decreased if greater than 150. The TPN order set calculates the GIR for you based on the volume of TPN you are ordering for the day, but you should take note of the percent dextrose concentration the order set calculates for you at a given GIR. The maximum glucose concentration for a peripheral line is 12.5% and for a central line, 25%. To calculate the GIR of any fluid, Multiply the concentration of dextrose times the volume of fluid in milliliters per kilogram per day, then divide by 144. For example, if a full-term infant has D10W running at 120 milliliters per kilogram per day, the GIR is 8.3. We also add electrolytes to TPN, most commonly in the form of sodium chloride, sodium acetate, potassium phosphate, and calcium gluconate a preterm infant will need minimal electrolytes added to their TPN in the first day of life. Typically, zero to one milliequivalents per kilogram per day of both sodium and potassium are appropriate for these infants on the first day of life. After this, daily maintenance amounts of sodium are about two to five milliequivalents per kilogram per day. Daily maintenance amounts of potassium are about two to four milliequivalents per kilogram per day. Care should be taken to remove potassium from the TPN when an infant is experiencing acute kidney injury or oliguria. For calcium gluconate, the goal for growth is 600 to 1,000 mg per kilogram per day in preterm infants and 400 to 800 mg per kilogram per day in term infants. For optimal bone mineralization, provide calcium gluconate and phosphorus in a 450 to 1 ratio. Electrolyte management varies significantly based on the infant's gestational age, hydration status, and electrolyte status as measured by a basic metabolic panel or BMP. Infants will generally have a BMP daily during the first few days of TPN to make sure the electrolyte balance is stable. Vitamins and minerals include zinc, selenium, magnesium, L-cysteine, multivitamins, and trace elements. Heparin should also be added if there is a central line used to deliver the TPN. Let's talk about the lipid component. At UMass, we use a 20% soybean oil-based fat emulsion called intralipid. In general, we will start infants on one to two grams per kilogram per day of lipid, depending on their weight. We will advance the lipid by 0.5 to one gram per kilogram per day to a goal of three grams per kilogram per day, based on how the infant tolerates the lipid. We measure this by obtaining a triglyceride level with the daily morning labs. Please see the UMass lipid protocol to see the exact triglyceride levels at which we would consider advancing, keeping, or discontinuing lipids. Once enteral feeds are fortified to 24 kilocalories per ounce, decrease the lipid to two grams per kilogram per day. The volume of one gram of intralipid is five milliliters per kilogram per day. Remember to account for the lipid component when calculating total fluids and ordering TPN. Next, let's talk about what we are able to feed our babies. At UMass, all infants who are born less than 32 weeks or 1,500 grams are eligible to receive donor breast milk. Generally, all of these infants are fed mother's own milk or donor breast milk until they are greater than 32 weeks corrected gestational age. This decreases the risk of necrotizing enterocolitis when compared to preterm formula feeds. The average caloric concentration of breast milk is 20 kilocalories per ounce. When an infant reaches 80 milliliters per kilogram per day of feeds, we will fortify the feeds to make them 24 kilocalories per ounce with a human milk fortifier. If an infant has poor growth after reaching full enteral feeds with fortified mothers or donor breast milk, we can add an additional calorie of human milk fortifier per ounce or can add medium chain triglyceride oil to the feeds. If a preterm infant's diet is mostly donor breast milk, he or she will transition off of donor breast milk and to preterm formula at 32 weeks corrected gestational age. If infants are born greater than 32 weeks gestation and over 1,500 grams, they will be fed mother's breast milk or Similac special care. Special care is a formula made for premature infants that has better protein and micronutrients than term formulas. It is available in 20 kilocalories per ounce or 24 kilocalories per ounce. Similar to breast milk, we start at 20 kilocalories per ounce and increase to 24 kilocalories per ounce when infants reach 80 milliliters per kilogram per day of feeds. Special care is only available in the hospital, so infants who are formula fed will transition to Similac Neosure prior to discharge. Neosure comes in a standard concentration of 22 kilocalories per ounce. Vomiting or spit up is a common concern in the NICU. It is typically harmless as most babies have reflux due to immature gastroesophageal sphincter muscles. However, if an infant's vomit is green or their abdomen is distended or painful to touch, you should order an x-ray of the abdomen with two views to assess for necrotizing enterocolitis or evidence of bowel obstruction. Let's talk about some specialty formulas. Similac Sensitive is a formula that has lower amounts of lactose than standard formulas and is used mainly for infants who have GI upset secondary to neonatal abstinence syndrome. Similac Total Comfort is a formula that contains partially hydrolyzed whey protein and is also used for infants who have GI upset secondary to neonatal abstinence syndrome. Elementum and Nutramigen are partially hydrolyzed casein-hydrosylate-lactose-free formulas that are used for infants with cow's milk protein allergies or post-necrotizing enterocolitis. Elecare and Neocate are amino acid-based formulas and are even more hydrolyzed. These formulas are also used for infants with cow's milk protein allergy or post neck Prosobi and Isomil are soy formulas and are not generally used except for infants with galactosemia. Progestamil is a casein-hydrosylate, lactose-free formula with medium-chain triglycerides and is typically used for infants who have chylothorax. A term infant is encouraged to feed by mouth, while a preterm infant is given most of the feeds via a gavage tube. So, when can a preterm infant be given the opportunity to feed by mouth? At 34 weeks corrected gestational age, there is enough coordination of the suck-swallow-breathe reflex to attempt feeding by mouth in preterm infants. Feeding should only be attempted if the infant is showing signs of readiness, such as rooting, sucking on a pacifier, alert state, and good tone. In this podcast, we reviewed calculations, fluid management, total parenteral nutrition, and enteral feedings in the NICU. The next episode of this podcast is about respiratory support in the NICU. Please join us next time for the next edition of NICU Bootcamp. This podcast was recorded and edited by me, Kirsty Martin. Music by Lobo Loco, Piano Man Sofa Sofa, ID 1157, through Creative Commons License, BY-NC-ND. Music can be found at www.musikbrause.de. These podcasts have been adapted from the open access lectures published with the paper Neonatal Intensive Care Unit Bootcamp, a preparatory curriculum for residents by Dr. Jeffrey Sirkoff and colleagues at Louisiana State University Health Sciences Center in New Orleans, Louisiana. The originally published curriculum can be found online at MedEd Portal, the Journal of Teaching and Learning Resources of the Association of American Medical Colleges.